0: Is a house in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been a ruin of many A poor boy and God I know I've won
1: And we now welcome on Davis Kim from Pro Football Focus. Uh, Davis, you're on... I think back in the summer, like around June, July uh, of last summer. And we talked mostly just what PFF was, what you do for them. And you're, you basically, for people who didn't listen to that one, you analyze football plays and you break it down to how successful they were for each player. So you give every player a grade on that play. And that's kind of the idea of the company, or at least one of them to, you know, find a way to, to put statistics into use for these teams. So they can say, okay, this guy's graded this well on this play, but he, his overall grade and all these things. I mean, we can get into a lot of that. But you're mostly on tonight to talk NFL draft. And I know you've been balls deep in it the last however long, <laughs> maybe a couple months. months. Uh, so we're excited to pick your brain on some NFL draft stuff. And uh, we're happy to have you back on. Yes, sir. So let's jump right into it. Uh, mostly Vikings fans that, that are listening to this right now. We do have some other fans as well. Packers uh, with Randy here. But uh, the Vikings have the 14th pick. In the first round, uh, Christian Darsaw is a name that has been mentioned in a lot of mock drafts. It's probably the most popular pick. I know you mentioned that before we started recording. But who do you see the Vikings taking at that 14th pick? And is it an offensive tackle for sure?
2: So I think the two things that the Vikings will be targeting this year, just based on how they handled free agency, is either a tackle or an edge rusher. But... I kind of have a feeling that because uh, like one thing is Rick, it seems like he never takes just like best available player on the board. Like if there's just like an awesome player that drops, I feel like he rarely bites on that. I actually think that these tackles are going to go before we pick, and I think he'll be reaching on the edge rushers. So I kind of see the Vikings trading back. And I don't like. I don't think they'll end up picking at fourteen personally
1: yeah i mean i've seen that mocked in a lot of a lot of potential situations i guess i mean it all kind of depends on who goes early but there is kind of a consensus on the top ten i know we're gonna we're gonna go through that in a little bit our top 10 picks um, we're gonna try to mock the first 10 picks at least i think it's 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 fairly certain the first <laughs> few at least um but it all it all depends on who's trading up who's trading down if somebody is going to go up and try to get another quarterback early because it looks like there's going to be three or four quarterbacks taken in the first three to four picks. And we'll just see what moves around there. But but Spielman has been really good at, at maneuvering the draft. I mean, he hasn't always picked the right players, but I think his uh, decision-making on draft night when it comes to, all right, we can move down and still get our guy, but get an extra second rounder. or we can move up and, and get this guy that we want who slipped a little bit and then lose a little bit on the back end, but that's okay because we really want this guy. So it seems to me at least that he's pretty good at moving around. And so I, I would be not too surprised at all if he moves back and then maybe takes a one of those lower tier but but still a first first round offense alignment because it is a pretty deep class of offense alignment um uh, one guy who i really like is micah parsons he sat out last year uh for penn state but he's an animal i think he played two years there he had a, like 190 some tackles and he was just an absolute monster there and linebacker a guy who could fit in nicely if we lose Anthony Barr next season because he's only on a one year deal. Uh, is there any chance Micah Parsons slips to the Vikings at 14 or is he a guy that's for sure gone in the top 10?
2: I think absolutely. He definitely could slip to 14. Like mostly because of the teams that are coming ahead of us, most of their need is going to be at tackle, quarterback, receiver, or corner. So I just don't, it doesn't seem like there's a, going to be a lot of need for. Micah Parsons early on even though he might be at times the most valuable player on the board technically so I could definitely see him dropping
1: what do you think about uh, Jenkins the tackle I think from Oklahoma State Uh, I I saw him mocked too I think his first name is Tevin uh, or Tevin Jenkins Uh, I saw him mocked late in the first round to a couple different teams but I haven't really heard a whole lot about him Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on Jenkins is he a potential fit with the Vikings
2: I think so. So uh, I think it definitely would fit our scheme because Oklahoma State with, uh, with Chubba, they were more of a running offense. So he, did, he was a mauler and they did a mostly like run blocking out a ton of pass snaps. So I think he would fit into, that, into our scheme well, which is why I think people have Darisaw so high because that's what he's known for. So I think everyone knows that because we're likely not going to be making a move at quarterback, we're still going to be running an offense – through the run game to create the passing game. So I think at tackle, they're going to look for a big athletic guy that kind of mauls in the run game, but hopefully could develop into a decent pass blocker.
3: Do you think that the, the Vikings would trade up potentially to grab an offensive tackle? Because earlier you said that there's a good amount of offensive tackles that are going to go in the top 10 or at least the top 13 before the Vikings pick. I obviously know the Oregon offensive tackle is one of the best tackles to come out of college football in a long time. And I don't yeah. expect the Vikings to trade up to get him, but do you see the Vikings trading up to get maybe the the second offensive tackle or the third tackle in the draft? So
2: um, I could see it if like, cause I know that they look pretty heavy. I'm not sure about Penny, but cause he might go, but I know they, they're they really interested in Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Like they're scouting him pretty hard. So maybe he would move up like if he's their guy and they think he could be a tackle for many years to come maybe they'd move up to get him mm-hmm. but the only thing that just kind of makes me think that they're going to maybe trade to get more picks is I think right now we only have seven picks going into the draft and last year we had 15 selections so I think like he's really going to be pushing to get more volume I think he's going to recoup that second round pick too from the unique and Ngakwe situation as well so that's I just kind of think they will end up trading back and maybe going more more for a, uh, like Brady mentioned, uh, a, uh, a Tevin Jenkins or maybe like an Alex Leatherwood or even Elijah, Vera Tucker from USC, if he drops a little bit. I think maybe they might look more towards value where they can just build around somebody and use kind of the guys we already have. And hopefully that person can get plugged in middle of the season.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that the Vikings are going to draft somebody at 14 if it's the guy they really want. We've seen Rick Spielman do so many trades on draft day just to get four more seven-rounders. It's It sometimes makes sense. It sometimes doesn't to us. But, yeah, I, I expect him to either love the guy at 14 or to trade back and maybe get somebody in the late first round and then get a second-rounder or another third-rounder out of it. So I'm with you.
2: Yeah, because I think like usually the Vikings and I think it'll kind of come out more when we get closer to the draft. They kind of fall in love with like one guy where like last year everyone knew kind of that we were going to get Jeff Gladney at some point, but then they ended up just like doing like a couple trades in the late first round and ended up still getting it, but they mm-hmm. ended up getting some later round picks that they use for ammo later. So I think, I think they probably like I said, like I think there, there is a position that they want. I think it's likely tackler edge rusher and they're going to just find the way to get the guy that they want and also get the most assets back. I think is what they're going to end up doing.
1: Do you think do you have any names in mind or any guys? I know it's hard to to mock like the 3rd, 4th and 5th round and there's obviously like reddit boards and stuff that just go deep into it and it's it's hard to follow those because it's like okay, I've never seen this guy play. I have no idea who he is. Uh, but this mock draft has him going in the third round, the 15th pick to the Vikings. Uh, is there any guys, because we have a ton of middle-round picks, we have like two-thirds, I think we have four fourth-round picks, two fifth-round picks. Is, is there any names in the in that kind of area, uh, third through fifth round, that really jump off the board? Okay, that would be a steal if we get him.
2: So I'm not as sure about like maybe the third or fourth round, but I think because teams are going to be drafting so much off of need this year in the second round, there's going to be like a ton of players on the board that are going to be just like great value. Like, I think uh, like, I think like this year, it's not like a, like a super like loaded, like edge rusher class, but I think some of these players like Jalen Phillips or like Gregory Roseau um, or Jason Owa will all be like maybe up for grabs and like, the mid second round. I think a lot of these players would just be very like high value guys that we could potentially get there to fill that need.
1: That that's an area of the draft that it feels like, I don't have any statistics to back me up on this, but it feels like Spielman's done a pretty good job compared to other guys. I mean, just finding some hidden gems in the fifth round and and then making them into players. I mean, he's done that with a number of guys. Absolutely.
2: Like, uh, I believe, uh, like in the last few years offhand, like we've gotten Eric Hendricks, Delvin cook, Daniel Hunter. Yeah, I was going to say Daniel, um, Smith. All of them are second rounders and they've been huge contributors.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I don't know how many say (laughs) that, that, that you have that many guys that produce that much that come from the middle rounds of the draft. And even sometimes in the later rounds of the draft, um, Totally off topic from what we're talking about, Vikings related, but Rashad Bateman, I think he's been mocked around the 20s area. Do you have a number in mind for him? He obviously sat out this last season, or it was sat out part of the season, at least for the for the Gophers. Where do you think he's going to go?
2: Um, I, got, I don't think he – so I think – also apparently I think he had an amazing pro day, which I don't know how much that's going to play this year because – it's a little weird not having the combines that kind of standardizes everything. And then some yeah. players get really hot on draft boards. if They had an amazing combine, but it seems like Bateman's, because of his size and his build and the way he plays that I can't imagine he drops like any lower than like the low twenties. Like I think he'll get ended up getting taken pretty high.
3: Yeah. I was, I was looking at a mock draft today and I saw him going at number 20 Uh, to the bears. And this is a, another stacked wide receiver class. We seem to say this every year in the past two or three years, there are some great guys coming out of the sec. Um, And then Bateman is kind of the afterthought with um, Devontae Smith and Jamar chase, two phenomenal guys. Um, So yeah, I I think that if he falls more or past 20, it's an absolute steal for a team at that point. Um, Davis, have you, Do you know uh, Benjamin St. Just or Justy? I'm not sure how you say the last name. He's the corner for the Gophers. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with him.
2: Um, I'm not super familiar with him, but the name does kind
3: of... Yeah, I was just going to ask what your thoughts are, but I I guess I can now because I looked into him a little bit too because the two gophers that they have going for sure are obviously Bateman and then Benjamin St. Just Let's just say his last name is pronounced just. Um, and he's a six to like 200 pound corner um, and lengthy. So he's a pretty good sized guy. And I saw that he's probably going to be picked within the first three rounds and that he shouldn't drop to the fourth round. But if we can get him, I'm not sure what picks we have in the third round. I haven't looked into that specifically, but if we can, if we can get him, Late third round or early fourth, I think that'd be a great replacement for Jeff Gladney, who, as we know, may yeah. not be back this NFL season with his off the field uh, legal problems.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting thought because, like before, what everything happened with Jeff Gladney, it seemed like we had such a deep cornerback room, and then suddenly losing him really just like totally shifts it up. So maybe the Vikings will have to make a play at corner. And I think it does help, it must help uh, Benjamin's stock, too, because last year the Gophers ended up getting taken were just, like, all of them, like, pretty much hit and had really big first rookie years. Two of them were on, like, a Super Bowl team and were actual contributors, too.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he's he's a pretty similar player to Dantzler, just as far as build goes. Okay, um, a little bit taller guys, but they're very long, which obviously is huge for a defensive back. So um, I think it would make sense if we get them third or fourth and it would just be awesome to have a gopher on the team. Like I would have loved to have Winfield, but uh, we yeah, obviously know how that season <laughs> went last season. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of the reason why I'm saying it.
1: Uh, getting off of NFL draft, but what do you, do you think that, and maybe this is more for, for BG too as well, but, I think there's a chance that Gladney actually comes back because I mean he's still on the roster, and this was as I think I checked like three or four days ago, he's still on the roster with the Vikings. They kept Peterson on after his issues, and whether it's the right move or the wrong move to keep a guy with a, a who was arrested or turned himself in for allegedly or alleged domestic abuse or domestic assault, I think the charge was. Uh, I mean the precedent is with the Vikings. That guy has stayed on the roster with Adrian Peterson. A little bit different scenario there with the former MVP, but I think there's a chance we see Gladney back. I mean, at least from the time he was arrested. I mean, it's 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 looked better now. That he's going to be on the roster. Yeah, I don't know
2: if he's going to be totally gone, but I guess like the main thing is is I'd say on minimum. I gotta imagine he'll be suspended at least the first eight games. I would yeah. I would imagine so. Maybe after that, maybe he slides in, but I think.
1: That's true, yeah. it,
2: it just, uh, I guess it depends where, like, like where the whole front office and team is at and coaching staff is at with them at that point. Like, if they want to, if the cornerback's rotation's already in place, if they want to bring him in, I guess it'll really, and also I think legally how the case plays out will probably be a big factor too.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, I mean, who knows how many games he's going to spend it for if he does even stay in the league, but I think it's first time, um, first time offender, which he would be uh, from the league standards is six games minimum. So it, it could even be more than that. It could, who knows, it could be 12. Um, if they do miss Gladney this season, if he does leave the Vikings or we cut him or whatever, is there some guys in this draft that they might go pick up other than St. Juice that we've talked about that, that you like Davis?
2: Um, so I think uh, if we were, if they were being a little more aggressive, um, like a a nice player would be, they, they could find maybe in this like late second or early third would be Eric Stokes from Georgia, who's like, he's super fast. like I think like at his pro day he ran in like the four or three. So I think he'd be a nice complement to like what Gladney could do in the, if we put him in the slot and he would be able to run with some of the faster players. I think he would be a nice piece to add depth if you're we looking to add more depth. But I think this year, like based on like obviously injuries are a big problem last year. So depth is a good thing to look at, but I think majority of the snaps outside are going to be Danzler and Patrick Peterson. But I think the slot is where maybe there'll be more of a rotation.
1: Yeah. And they still have some guys there. I mean, I think Hughes and Alexander are both on one year deals or this is the final year of their deal. Um, so we, we have some kind of ability right now to test them out in this next season. Um, but as far as the secondary, moving on to safeties, uh, we got Xavier Woods a couple weeks ago. He's, he's pretty solid, I think, at least from what I've read about him. And we still have Harry Hitman. Is there a chance the Vikings draft a safety early, or is that maybe either not a not a draft pick at all, or if they do, it's late and late in, in, in the very late rounds? Yeah.
2: Um. I don't think that they will end up drafting a safety early. I think the safety class, though, uniquely is pretty top heavy. Um, but I, I kind of think the way, the fact that like we made moves for vets at safety and uh, three tech, I think shows that those were kind of our positions of need. And the fact that we addressed them in free agency, I think, I wouldn't see players really get drafted those positions to later on.
1: Yeah. And it, I was reading some one guy's article that was kind of analyzing the last, uh, I think it's seven drafts for Rick Spielman. I think he took over in 2014. Um, and it, it was basically like he could pick anywhere with this first pick and odds are he's going to, he's going to trade either up or down. you it sounded like it might most likely will be down moving down in the draft and, and taking either edge rusher or maybe a tackle. Um, uh, do you think, I think we have, I think it's 10 picks right now. Is, is there a chance we get to like 15 picks at some point? Because it seems like we we always get to 15 picks and we just end up taking a shitload of fourth, fifth and six rounders.
2: I mean, I wouldn't, I think there's, we always end up picking in like the tens or teens. I think 15 might be a reach because that's, I mean, that was a lot of picks, but I, I think we'll definitely be in the tens or teens. Like there's no way we're only going to get like single digit picks, just not Al Spielman drafts.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like I said before, he's really good at finding value um, with his moves. I mean, he doesn't always take the right player. There's been a ton of busts, obviously. Um, and a lot of them have big, t- big time picks, you know, like the Quan Treadwell and Matt Khalil and, Mm-hmm. You know the names go on and on, but he's also made some really good picks, like we've mentioned. Um, is this a do or die year for both him, Spielman, and Zimmer, in your opinion?
2: I think so. I think uh, I think maybe it's not even like totally rightfully so because I don't know how good of the replacements are out there, but I think as like a fan base and probably ownership too, they're kind of on the hot seat where they need to start trending in a a more promising direction. I think, uh, I think at minimum, they got to win like one or two playoff games to probably have still keep their jobs at this point.
1: Um, Any names we haven't mentioned so far that you just want to talk about any guys that just jump off the board and you're like, Oh, I just love this dude.
2: Well, one thing that uh, just kind of shocked me throughout this, like since like this whole like pre-draft process, and I guess we'll see how it plays out. on on the actual draft day, but I just have found it so odd how Justin Fields has dropped so much in all these mocks. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like going into this last season, he was just like a no-doubt number two. And then I think the way he performed throughout his junior year, he was still awesome at Ohio State. And I just think it's really bizarre that teams have him sliding down even to like the mid-teens. I just, that's the thing that has just really caught me off guard.
3: If he's there at 14, do the Vikings take him?
2: And that's the thing, like, uh, I think that's where, like, obviously the whole fan base, I think, would love for us to take him there. But I just (laughs) – I think because Rick and Zimmer have, like, went all in on kind of this team they have now, I just kind of see them more taking someone that's going to help them win now. But I think everyone would be kind of quietly hoping that we just take fields.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel the same way. The, the quick answer is yes, I want him. That'd be awesome. But, of course, I, the longer answer, and I think the correct answer is we've got Kirk, and I know we talk about it a lot on the pod that Kirk is actually a very good quarterback when you look at the stats, um, and he has performed really well the past couple of seasons. He's had some off games, but he's had some really good games more than that. So um, what about Zach Wilson? Because he's done the opposite of fields. He's shot up the draft court, and now he's – the second pick in most, in most mock drafts.
2: So I think Zach Wilson is, is awesome. And I, I think he's well-deserving of kind of like his rise, you could say, but it's just, uh, I think like, it's just the fact that he's like, kind of like now, like considered like so much better of a prospect than fields, just kind of blows my mind where fields has defeated all of these top 10 teams. He plays big 10 competition and Wilson has, all these, has a history of injury problems, and he had just basically one good year in an odd season where he only played in his weaker conference. So, But I guess when it comes to quarterback evaluation, that's probably not the most nuanced way to look at it. But I think in some ways, people are just kind of overthinking this thing a little bit. And Fields has just been, since day one, this monster prospect. And it just kind of blows my mind he's dropped.
3: So is it fair to say that you think Fields is the... Second best prospect in the class for quarterbacks. Um, or what? What are you? What are your top three quarterbacks?
2: At quarterbacks,
3: I mean, I would probably say it's.
2: I would say it's Trevor, Zach Wilson, and Fields. And I get, okay. like, I, I think it's totally fine if the Jets want to take take Wilson ahead of Fields because I think he has a lot of things going for him that Fields doesn't do. Like he's got just a like he has a ton of arm talent. He's definitely has so much upside and he's going to be good, I think. But I just think it's weird that some of these teams are liking Lance and Mac Jones over Justin Fields. Like, I think, like, obviously the 49ers traded up to the three spots, so they're going to take a quarterback. And just, it seems like all of the insert info is pointing towards them taking Mac Jones at three, which I just find very bizarre. I think, Mm -hmm. I think to me, it's like, if, if, they're like my choice, I think, like, just Fields makes a lot more sense. Maybe, in like, schematically, Jones is perfect in Shanahan's offense, but I just think Fields is a better prospect.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you there, and it's always interesting to see how these players rise and fall without any football actually being played, just drafts and mock drafts, or I should say workouts and mock drafts, and how, how it just – it's like the stock market. It just go, They go up and down and up and down, and you just want to finish high and Zach Wilson with a week out from the NFL draft is finishing about as high as he can on the, on the draft board. Um, which is, you know, it's just, it's kind of the nature and how much has that changed this year? You think with, with the pandemic going on and pro days being a little bit different, there's been a ton of fast 40 times, uh, has that changed the draft process for a lot of NFL teams?
2: Um, I think so. I think because, uh, there wasn't a combine where everyone's together. I think these pro days have gotten so much more weight where basically these GMs and like front office guys are going to basically like rehearse concerts where these quarterbacks have scripted these like 50, hundred or so throws. And uh, they've kind of got these throws down where I don't know if it's really like a true testament, but of how good they will be. But I think also just part of it is like the tape of this last year. It's a weird season, how much does that matter? But I think the reason Zach Wilson jumped up is because I think it, arguably he had probably the best tape this last year at quarterback.
3: It helps when you're in that in that league, playing those teams compared to the Big Ten defenses, but yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. I, I think he's going to be awesome, just like Lawrence and, and Fields. Yep. Um, I hope Lance's. He's definitely a bigger question uh, than the other four quarterbacks up there, but yeah, I, I really like Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah, just from like a, also like a just like a fan fan perspective, I think it'd be just pretty sweet for the Vikings to have Zach Wilson, a kid from Marshall, Minnesota, playing quarterback. Trey I mean. Lance.
4: Yeah, Trey Lance. Sorry.
3: Yeah. No, I, th- I think that would be awesome. And it's uh, for s- whoever knows the Gophers wouldn't even offer him. And he said in interviews that it hurt that his home. Uh, hometown school didn't offer him to sort of come back and play for the Vikes and replace Kirk and be that dual threat quarterback that is both maybe the new move in the NFL, NFL, the new wave, I guess, and just so entertaining to watch that that would be a dream come true. I'll
1: tell you what, I would would be pretty pissed, guys. If the Vikings draft a quarterback in the first round, I'm going to be furious. I mean, we have all this money locked into Kirk. And we have a, maybe, a, I mean, some people don't even think we have a window right now. I think we still got a window with, you know, the elite talent we have on our team. And to go and do what the Packers did a year ago and draft a quarterback when you have so many holes along your offense, hey, hey. along your edge rushers. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> you uh, won along, the NFC along, last year. along, Yeah, but you, yeah, you could have been even better. Like, you could have had another star, a Super Bowl. But no, you drafted Jordan Love. <laughs> and maybe it'll end up working out for you. I mean, it did with Rodgers when they did that with Favre. I don't think it was in the same I mean, manner. I mean, but, yeah, having having like Brandon Ayuk
2: there or uh, T. Higgins would have been a lot nicer.
4: Exactly. Brandon Ayuk <laughs> was, <laughs> was taking the pick before us. Oh, is that and, the case? Uh, was T. Higgins also before? Because, no, because the um, T. Higgins before. So the the Vikings had the pick before the Packers, and they traded to the Vi- they traded to the Niners, even though the Packers gave them a better offer, because you don't like. Trade in the first round yeah.
1: okay. division, like um, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. We don't come on, Andy. Uh, Andy, <laughs> let's bring you in here, Packer related. Uh, who are you eyeing in the draft? You got any questions for Davis too on, on, on I Packer mean, prospects?
4: I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping Trevor Lawrence falls down to uh, down <laughs> the <to> twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, cross, crossing my fingers. Uh, but honestly, like, I mean. Packers cap situation is really tight. We're drafting late in the first round. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, You know, trade up, trade down. Like at least last year, like with the Jordan Love, um, the Jordan Love pick, um, at least how the Packers explained it was, we had, they had four guys on their, like their first round um, big board above Jordan Love. And they were all wide receivers and they all went before the Packers and the Packers couldn't trade up to get them. And then their next best available was Jordan Love. um, And they drafted Jordan Love. And drafting again at the end of the first round this year, I have to imagine it's going to be something similar where, I mean, they're going to take best available or they're going to to trade back. But um, it's just so hard to predict, you know, picking at 29 or 28, whatever it is, like who's going to fall there.
2: Those late first round picks are super hard to tell who's going to be there, what's going to be the best option.
3: But you don't come across Justin Jeffersons every year. <laughs> no, no, you
2: don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Justin
4: AQ Jefferson Eagles. was one of the guys. Was one of the guys on that uh, uh, on that list for the Packers. Yeah, I'm just, sure. Yeah. Rashad Bateman wouldn't be bad uh, if uh, if we went receiver wise, uh, end of the first round, but we'll see.
2: Imagine would like you be happy with Rondale Moore? Um.
4: So. My younger brother has been like tracking the draft stuff way more closely than I have. And sometimes I'll just text him names that I see on Twitter and I, he just responds back like, yes or no. And that was the name that my brother said yes. I don't know anything about him, but like, again, like I just text my younger brother names and he just texts me back. Yes or no.
2: <laughs> he's just like a sick, Where did that just guy like go? A,
4: he went to Purdue. He's like yeah. a, he's like a sick oh, yeah. athlete. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sick athlete. I think, like, at his pro day, he ran, like, a 4 three forty and had, like, a, like, upper 40s, like, vertical, too. Like, he's, 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 he's like, also, like, a
4: just That's a terrifying. yak monster,
2: too. He's so good. Think of, like, Al Nazar. Like,
4: he wasn't a, a, a big, like, prospect coming out of college, but he's a big guy. He has hops. Like, he can run – he doesn't run routes, like, amazing, but when Rodgers is so accurate that he can put that ball – like, anywhere he wants. Like, if you can have an athletic, big-bodied receiver who can go up and get a, get a football, I mean, that's all the Packers really need. And, I mean, it wasn't our receiver core that lost us. The NFC Championship game was it was our no. defense.
2: The Packers so, have plenty of uh, plenty of weapons on offense. Oh, off yeah. and Plenty of weapons.
1: Imagine you guys go defense first round, Andy. But then again, I didn't imagine you draft quarterback last year in the first round. So <laughs> we never know. We never know. Very
4: true. Um,
1: how many picks do you guys have? Do you know?
4: Uh, six, maybe. Okay. Um,
1: Here's I'm an unrelated question: Davis, is the cap situation with the Vikings <laughs> as bad as it seems, or if they kind of loosened that up with cutting guys like Riley Reef and I think there's a few other cuts?
2: Um, it's been loosened up. Like, I don't think we have any more plays that we could really make. Like, I I think like right now we like. Like we, first of all, we had a cap violation, so we lost right. our se- one of our seventh round picks.
0: Yep.
2: So I think now it's we're we're under the cap, but it's uh like definitely like we're we're pretty vet heavy. Like we've retained a lot of guys, and we went out in free agency and got some guys. Yeah,
1: what's have you heard anything on the Daniil Hunter situation? I heard a couple of weeks ago that things were trending in the right direction, uh, but they obviously hadn't reached a deal yet. Have you heard anything on that? recently
2: um i haven't heard anything for weeks like the last like i heard of the situation is kind of around when we signed patrick peterson yeah. where uh it kind of seems like uh like rick just kind of made a great move and he got ahead of the curve where he knew that all these edge rushers are going to be garnering huge contracts so he just booked daniel super early and then now daniel which i get on i get on his part where he doesn't know how many years he's going to play like right now he's very underpaid compared to like Miles Garrett or the the both. So it's like all them, he should be making in their range, but he's making far less. But it seems like because he's hurt, he's maybe not going to have as much leverage to really do much. So I imagine he'll he'll play this year. Maybe they restructure get maybe like have, like have like a contract, with a ton of guaranteed money or like very incentive based. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's how they, the Vikings kind of, and I'm sure every team, but at least recently that's what they've done with a lot of these contracts is just made them bonus heavy and incentive heavy. That way they can kind of write off the, the money later down the road yeah. or for contract purposes. Um, what do you think right now is the biggest, is, is offensive line? I mean, we talked about it before, is offensive line the biggest hole in the Vikings in your mind?
2: I think so. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I think if not having Daniil Hunter would, would maybe arguably make edge rusher the most important yeah, part.
1: I agree there. But, yeah. uh,
2: but I think as we stand now, the fact that we cut Reef and we don't have, like, a true left tackle, I think we need to go out and get a tackle. I think that's probably going to be the number one priority.
3: Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah the- I think so too, especially with Kirk as our quarterback. It would be different if we had Lamar Jackson in, in the backfield. And it was between a left tackle and an edge rusher. I might go edge rusher just because so much less reliability when you have Lamar scrambling back there. But Kirk is a great quarterback when he has time and he has a pocket to step up into. And we've seen um, what pressure in his face does to him. It makes him curl up and play much, much, much worse. But, yeah, I think even if Daniil Hunter does play, we still have a need for the other edge rusher with Ngakwe gone. I
0: was thinking um, about it
3: earlier. Yeah, and to, I can't remember the younger guy's name who's done pretty well. Um, who's the edge rusher that we've had this past season? He's a younger guy. Uh, oh, super uh, DJ Wanam. Yeah, Wanum. Yep, yeah, he he's done well too. But just I think to have more depth there, if we can get an edge rusher, um, we'd have a pretty good defensive line with Daniil Hunter, the new first round pick. If that's what we do, Michael Pierce hopefully opts in. And Delvin Tomlinson, too. That That's going to be a much improved defensive line uh, compared to last year's.
2: Yeah, I think I think Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce, like on paper at least, should supposedly just be an amazing like middle of our defensive line. We're bringing yeah. back Steven Weatherly, too, who mm-hmm. I really liked when we had him, but I agree like he's not going to be like a premier edge rusher, like a Daniil Hunter, or even like single Griffin was towards the end of his tenure at the Vikings. So getting a young guy that could kind of come in early opposite of Daniel and do some damage would be nice.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's the yeah. position with the Vikings, especially that they just rotate a ton and I, yeah. I'm forgetting that the D lines coach coach's name, but he he's a genius defensively. I mean, that guy, he's got like eight defensive linemen playing every game. I mean, they just rotate a ton. They get fresh guys in there and they bring all kinds of pressure At least that's what we're accustomed to seeing in Zimmer's defense. Um, On the other side of the ball, offensively, how important is it um, in your mind, Davis, that the Vikings get a third receiver? Uh, Because obviously Jefferson breakout year, Thielen still, I think he's got a couple good years at least on him. Um, But with the statistics that you do, and I'm sure you look into some of this, like 11 personnel, three receivers on the field, that kind of offense is where the league is, trending and where it's been trending for a long time I think that offense scores a lot more points but uh, from your side of things with all the statistics, statistics that you have uh, do the Vikings really need to go get a good third receiver in this draft
2: I think so um, and I think it's a deep class where we could get if they like if that was something that they decided that they want like I think it's mostly for me I'm just not a huge fan of Ola B. C Johnson or Chad Beebe like I think they're kind of I hate having them at our three spot. I think we need, in my mind, I think we could really benefit from having someone in the slot that's kind of like a burner, like that can really like stretch the field and open up everything for Thielen and Jefferson, because they're very like route-oriented, like finesse, winning routes type receivers. So I think if we could get one more receiver, that would be amazing for our offense. And if you just look at all the teams that were in the in the championship games. Uh, conference championship games, all those teams ran a lot of like four wide out personnels, just a lot of, and like they have a lot of like very talented receivers. I think it's important to have more options at that position.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's something that we haven't had three really quality receivers. We haven't had a lot of things in Minnesota for a while, but <laughs> it, it would be nice to have three really good receivers. We got two, we got one superstar. We got one, you know, elite receiver maybe with Thielen if he's healthy all year, and then we just need one more piece, and it feels like we could be unstoppable. Especially if you put a healthy Dalvin Cook in the backfield, and we could be dangerous. Uh, do you have any Definitely. Super Bowl aspirations for this Vikings team, or is that a pipe dream at this point in time?
2: I mean, I talk myself into it every year, so I so. <laughs> yeah,
3: just you just fit. like all of us. Yeah, you,
2: you, you fit in. I mean, I you. think I think realistically, like our roster is up there talent wise. It's just like every year there's been something where we can't, haven't really been able to fully put it together. So I think if we're able to do that this year and have just like, kind of like, kind of like in 2016, or I think we're even more talented this potentially this year than we were that year. Like, but that team just played so well. So consistent. If we can just have consistent performance this year, I think we could have a pretty good record.
1: I'm with you there. I'm I'm very optimistic, and I mean I always am. I was optimistic last year. We went seven and nine, uh, but based on the the tendencies of this Vikings team under Mike Zimmer, it's have a bad year, then have a really good year, and hopefully this year we have a really good year and we just cap it off with a Super Bowl victory, because that would be that'd be so awesome. That'd be the best thing ever. Uh, Randy, I know you got some questions uh, for Davis regarding prospects. Do you want to roll through those now?
4: <laughs> yeah, so I have a I have a list of the names here. Um, so I just like went through a list of prospects, and then through so these are all real people. These are all real names. I'm going to give you a list of three names. You tell me uh, which of the three is a NFL draft prospect, and anything else you know about them. All right, you ready? Okay. okay. All right. So at first, the three we got are. Skeet Reese, Nick
2: Bolton, and Adrian Lewis. Um, I believe it's Nick Bolton, and he I think he is a linebacker. He is a linebacker.
4: Do you know what do you know what school he's from? Uh
2: I can't think of the school, but I feel like he's an SEC kid. Uh you are wow, right. He's you're the good. Linebacker. Wow. wow. Impressive. Skeet Reese.
4: Skeet Reese is a professional fisher and Adrian Lewis is a professional dart player. Oh, that's nice job! (laughs) Nice job. Name Skeet (laughs) Reese.
1: I'm a big Skeet Reese guy. Tell you
4: that. All right, up next, we got Trey Cabbage, Mike Jello, and Hamilcar Rashid
1: Jr.
2: Oh,
4: (laughs) um.
2: I have no idea on this one, but I'm going to go with Hamilcar Rashid.
4: Hamilcar Rashid. Hamilcar Rashid is an Oregon State edge rusher. Let's, Let's go. go. Trey Cabbage is a minor league baseball player, and Mike Lemonjello is a professional professional bowler.
2: I like it. Where,
1: where
4: did you find these names, Andy? These are great.
3: These are great. What names. are their parents thinking?
4: <laughs> um. All right. Up next, we got Deo Ob. Obendeng, Odengbo, o- Lanto Griffin, and Puggy Pearson. I'm pretty sure
2: Odengbo is a is a prospect. Yep. You know position? Uh I think he's a. Uh, is he a tackle? Not D- like a tackle. A tackle. Yeah, defensive D- D- tackle.
4: Yep. Yep. Yeah, From no Vanderbilt. <laughs> Lanto Griffin's a PGA Tour player, and Puggy Pearson is a professional poker player. Poggy Pearson Poggy Puggy Puggy. Big fan Puggy. <laughs> <laughs> all right up next we have some uh, some simple names here so let's see if you can you, you can uh, smell it out so we have Ryan Smith, James Hudson and Taylor Willie uh,
2: I'm not sure on this one I'm gonna just go with Ryan Smith
4: Ryan Smith Ryan Smith is a professional professional cornhole player. Oh, James Hudson is a Cincinnati offensive lineman and Taylor Willie okay. is a, is a sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Willie. All right. All right. For we one, got, for uh, one we, we got uh, two, two more questions here Two uh, two more sets of names. So we have Chaz Surratt, Steve Finley and Bobby Julich. Um, Hmm. I think I'm going to go with uh Steve Finley. Steve Finley is a uh 1990s St. Louis Cardinal. Chaz, okay. <laughs> Chaz Surratt is a UNC linebacker and Bobby Julich okay. uh finished 15th in the 2000 Tour de France. Oh nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Great, Ber- re- reading all, reading all <laughs> Great all sports. All right. So- all right, last one here. Last one here. Uh, we have Chester Markle, DiCaprio, DiCaprio Boodle, and Paul Lawless.
1: I think it's Paul Lawless.
4: Oh. Paul Lawless was a Hartford Whaler from the 1980s. DiCaprio oh, Boodle, DiCaprio, DiCaprio Boodle, Boodle. is what a, a Nebraska cornerback. cornerback. Wow. What's his first name? Hmm. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. It's spelled just like and, Leo.
3: Capitated. Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> And Chesto,
4: Chester Markle is a former kicker for the Packers who was thrown off the team by Bart Starr in the, in the 1970s for being okay. coked up during a game. Coked up? Oh, that's awesome. Coked up during a game in which, while attempting the game-winning field goal, the kick was blocked. He caught the block, ran it in for a touchdown. The game-winning no touchdown. Way. And it turned out that he was doing cocaine throughout the game. And, and Bart him off the
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coaked what a Chester. Wow. Well, that was an incredible list of names, Andy. I think those, some of the best names well are. Well done. Pudgy Pierce. Very well like, done. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to and well skate. done to you, Davis, too.
4: And you, went. too. You went 50%, I think.
1: Um, let's see. Oh, you man. had five. No, you went, you went yeah, uh, you, three and You got and the two. first three. Oh, no,
3: you had I think six. I, got the, I think I got the first three, three and, three, three, and three. then I struck out. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good though. Pretty good start.
3: Batting five hundred, yeah, yeah, that's good.
4: Hall of Fame uh, baseball crew right there.
1: Uh, anybody have anything else draft related? Any names we didn't mention? Any anything crazy you think might go on? Any predictions for a week from today, next Thursday night,
4: draft night? Is this is this draft happening in person, or is ro- ro- uh, Roger Goodell going to be in his basement again?
2: Um. I'm actually not sure. I know the last one was supposed to be in Vegas at the Bellagio fountains. That's right. But but I think this one might still just be virtual. I'm guessing it's virtual, but I can look it up real quick.
4: Yeah. Last year, I could smell the mahogany through my TV, looking at Roger Goodell's basement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Towards the end, hope he's in the
3: basement again.
2: His posture is pretty poor towards the end. Yeah, he's tired. It says it's going to be in
3: Cleveland. Hmm. Cleveland. Nice. I'm sure he would rather stay in his basement than fly out to Cleveland and do it. And get booed. The, <laughs> yeah.
2: Cold, maybe rainy. It's one of just the classic great things, it's just booing the commissioner.
1: Yeah. I, I why do why do people not like him? I mean I think he he's done a f- okay job, it seems like. I guess I, I have no reason to not like him.
2: Um I think people just like it dislike him because like he, a lot of, he kind of like dodges a lot of situations. And I think a lot of people think he just lacks testicular fortitude.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to remember though, you have to remember the, who hires him is it's the 32 NFL owners. Exactly. Are, are, and, and they, ha- he is a front for the owners. Like he it's is, just, like he's a he's yes a man. Meat, he is the meat shield. Like for whatever the owners like really want to do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that is i mean there has been massages there has been some controversial stuff yeah that that too uh with the pats but yeah i guess there has been some stuff where he's kind of had to take the the uh the hit for everybody on that but yeah it's always fun to see him get booed it's always fun yeah it's like he's announcing the 30th pick in the draft and they're still booing him and i i gotta imagine he's just thinking in his head like why are you guys still booing me like We've been up here for two hours now, and you're still booing me. Come just on! The drunk, the
3: drunk fans and the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah just booing their hearts out. <laughs> <Yeah. I laughs> they have no idea like, what's going on anymore.
2: <laughs> I think he makes like forty to fifty million a year. Though, so I doubt he really cares. <laughs> yeah, I, that that. Yeah. Yeah. They That's, should
3: boo him more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm
1: sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, well, Davis, thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have a live episode uh, on the draft night, but if we do. Uh, if somehow we manage to, f- to figure that out, then we'll have you back on if you'll uh, if you'll come
2: on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is great. It's fun talking the draft
0: absolutely. What day is it? And in what my hunt this clock never seems so alive? I can't keep up and I can't back down. I've been losing. So much time Cause it's you and me And all the people With nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you What are the things that I wanna say? Just aren't coming out right. I'm tripping on words, it got my head spinning. I don't know where to go from here. that's you and me, and all love the people with nothing to do. Nothing to prove, and it's you and me. And I love the people, and I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you. Something about you now I can't quite figure out. Everything she does is beautiful. Everything she does is right Cause it's you and me And all of the people With nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all of the people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes Off of you and me And all of the people With nothing to do Nothing to prove And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you What day is it? And in what month This clock never seemed so alive